Hi there and welcome to the show. I'm Jerry Ann Savelle. Hey, are you feeling hopeless? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you stressed? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Then you're at the right place because today we're going to talk about overcoming hopelessness. You know, even Christians can feel hopeless at some times, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't feel that way because we have the God of hope down on the inside of us. But you know, the enemy will paint a picture that there's no way out. And sadly, there are people that take their lives because they see absolutely no way out. The enemy paints that picture. But I'm telling you that the enemy, the devil, he is a liar. And whatever you're going through right now is temporary. It's temporary. You can't be fixated on what's happening right here in front of you. But you set your mind on things above and you get a hope down on the inside of you that somehow, some way, God is going to get you through this. You are a child of God and you have the greater one with hope living in you. Now it's just time to tap into that and get the God of hope out of there. He's in there, but get him out of there and let him help you get through every situation in your life. You know, I hear from people all the time. I get emails and I get prayer requests through my ministry all the time. People in really, really hard and dire situations. And sometimes I'm reading these and I think, dear Lord, I, I don't even know how to help. It's just so big. But I know a God that can. Thank the Lord I don't have to try to figure out my life. You don't have to try to figure out your life. But the God of hope can come in and help us. He's left us the Holy Spirit to help us, strengthen us in every situation, to be our comforter and our counselor in everything that we go through. But I want to tell you today that what you're going through is temporary. It's temporary. You know, the enemy likes to magnify things and say there's just no way out. But you know what? Jesus said that he is the way. He is the way. He is our comforter. He is our strength. He is our life. He gives us everything that we need to get us through to the other side. God has an answer for every single struggle that you're going through. He has an answer. And like I said, you don't have to figure it out. You just get in the word and he will illuminate the word to you. And you'll find an answer in his word for every single thing you're going through. And while you're doing that, hope will arise down in your spirit. Hope will take over your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. And you can relax and rest in the finished works of Jesus, knowing that he's taking care of every situation in your life. But today I want to talk to you. One of the ways that we overcome hopelessness is in our thinking. What are you thinking on? What are you dwelling on? What are you meditating on? Because if you're thinking about the circumstances, if you're thinking about the trial and the struggle, then you're not thinking about the God of hope. So, you know, our thoughts lead us in the course and the direction and the way our life is going to go. Your most dominant thoughts always lead you in the direction that your life's going to go. And we don't want us going down a life of hopelessness and stressed out and overwhelmed. But when we get our thought life 
lined up with the Word of God and what it says, then we can get through any situation in our life. What you're thinking and dwelling and meditating on has everything to do with the direction your life will go in. When you feel hopeless, then you've allowed your feelings, your emotions, and your circumstances to be magnified. You've allowed the circumstances to be greater than the Word. And it's time to turn that around and make the Word greater than your circumstances. Listen to this. It's um, Philippians 4, 6. Go with me there. This says, don't be pulled in different directions. This is the Passion Translation. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer through each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. It says, tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So here we go. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real and honorable and admirable and beautiful and respectful and pure and holy and merciful and kind. And here we go again. And fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. It says continually fix your thoughts and it says for us to fasten our thoughts on good things, on godly things. We're not to be worried and stressed out and meditating and thinking constantly about what's going on in our lives. We fasten and continually have thoughts that are of above. We're thinking pure things, authentic things, real things that we serve a God that's going to meet our need and get us through every situation in our lives. You know, 2 Corinthians 10.5 has become a huge, huge scripture in my life. In fact, it's every day, every day, every day, I make sure that 2 Corinthians 10.5, I'm operating in that in my life. And it says to bring into captivity every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Not some of the thoughts, but every thought that you have. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, then you take it captive, and you cast it out of your thought life. And you do it, the more and more and more that you do it, the quicker you'll respond. You know, the enemy can't make you think what he wants you to think. But he plants little thoughts. He tells you there's no way. You're never going to get out of this. God's not going to work for you. This faith stuff does not work. And he starts on and on with these thoughts. And if you grab that thought and you let it in your mind and you let it linger and you sit there and think on it, then your life's going to go in that direction. So it's so important that the moment you hear a thought and it doesn't line up with the Word of God, that you say, no, no, I'm not taking that thought. I'm not accepting it. I refuse to let it linger in my mind. You cast it out and you replace that word or that thought with the word of God. You replace it immediately. Don't just cast it out and then try to like think better thoughts. No, speak the word, replace it. Speak the word where the enemy comes in and says, no way, 
then you say, Jesus is the way. He is the way. When the enemy tries to tell you that you're a failure, you say, no, I'm more than a conqueror. When the enemy tries to tell you you'll never make it, you'll never have enough money, you'll always be broke, you say, no, my God shall supply all my needs. And you just replace it with the word of God because you can't have a thought and a word going at the same time. So you cast the thought out and you speak the word. You make the word final authority and that your thoughts are lining up. Again, it's so important that your thought life lines up because hope comes. When you have the word of God down on the inside of you, you cannot stay hopeless. Now, opportunities are going to come, even for Christians. You know, some people think, okay, I get born again, and, and I'm living for Jesus, and I should never have any problems. But you know what? We live in a world where there's chaos. Opportunities come all the time to get us off course, diverted, distracted, off the Word of God, but it's going to be up to you and nobody else, but up to you that you get serious about this, that you stay in faith, you stay in hope, and know that you know that you know that your God is faithful to His Word. So that when opportunities come, honestly, you can come to a place where you're not even faced by them. You're not even faced by it, you know, because you know that God will work it out. You know, my dad has um, been in ministry all my life. I was six months old when he gave his uh, heart to the Lord and made a decision to go into ministry. And I have to tell you, my, my family, my parents, this ministry has gone through challenges, have gone through opportunities. But not once in my life have I ever seen my dad going, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Even when they didn't have money for something, he was preaching God of the breakthrough and the favor of God and significant seed and increase because he believes it. And it's not something that you're faking, you're faithing to get through. So a hope will rise up inside of you to faith yourself to hope comes to the manifestation of what you're believing for. I've watched it in this family. I've watched it in this ministry. I'm working it in my life. And I'm telling you, when you get the word down inside of you, faith and hope work together. You can't have hope. You can't have faith. You've got to have them together. They work hand in hand together. So the uh, Philippians 4 says, continually fix your thoughts on him. Verse 8 said, Fasten your thoughts on him. So we're constantly thinking about what the word says when a situation comes out. Hey, the best advice I can give you today is stop figuring out how to figure it out. Just stop. You don't have to figure this out. You trust in him. You put your hope in him as a steadfast anchor of your soul, your mind, will, and emotions. You stay faithful to him and he'll walk you through each step of whatever you're going through right now to the other side, to the victory that you're believing God for. I'm telling you folks, it works if you apply it and do it. So fix your mind on him. Like I said earlier, 2 Corinthians 10:5, bring into captivity every thought, every thought, and make it obedient to Christ. Not some thoughts, but every thought. If you feel hopeless right now, 
I hate to say this, but you let it start in your thought life. You let it come in your thought life and you've got to resist it right now and stop it and no more. And you know, you can make that decision right now. You can say, Lord, forgive me that I've allowed myself to get to this place right now, a feeling, a hopelessness, because I know that you're the God of hope and you live down on the inside of me. And tell him right now, I just rise up in my spirit and I trust you, Lord. I trust your word and I promise you faith will come, hope will come, and you'll see that light. When your head is screaming, there's no way, there's no way out, then you say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I have the peace of God, and it'll just come all over you. I've told you before, you know, I battled with hopelessness. I battled with low self-esteem and feelings of um, insignificance, and I battled with depression. But when I got real about this and made it a reality in my life, and it was no longer just a Bible, but it was my life and it was words, then even though I've still gone through hard times, even though I've had challenges and opportunities that would make me want to just quit, I have never once thought about quitting because I'm not a quitter because I have hope in God. I have hope in His Word, and I want to challenge you and encourage you today to rise up and get that hope down inside of you. Listen to this. When you set your mind on the Word of God, listen to this scripture, 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Not sometimes, not one time here, not here, but always, always, always causes us to triumph. It's in Christ. And he says, now thanks be unto God. Let's thank him in advance before you ever see anything change in your life. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you're turning this situa situation around in my life right now, that you are the God of hope and I trust in you. And it says he always, always causes us to triumph. But what are you thinking on? What are you dwelling on? Are you thinking about the, the trial, the challenge? Are you thinking on, he always causes me to triumph? Again, your life's going to go in whatever direction that you're thinking on. So it's so important that your thoughts are thinking God thoughts, are thinking that he always causes me to triumph. You know, another awesome scripture that gives me hope is Ephesians 3.20. It says that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all I could ask or think. Think of that. I mean, that's a hopeful scripture that whatever you're going through right now, that he can do bigger and better and far beyond what you could ever imagine or pray, that that's the God that you serve, that he cares so much about you, that he doesn't want you just barely getting by in life, but he wants to do exceeding abundantly above all you could ask or think. That gives me hope, and I hope that gives you hope today too. I want to read this story to you or these scriptures. This is in Lamentations 3. This is the Amplified. And this is Jeremiah talking. And he's in a really uh, 
pitiful state. He's, he's misery and whining and complaining and kind of sounds like some of us sometimes, but this is the Amplified, Lamentations 3.19. He says, Oh Lord, remember earnestly my affliction and my misery and my wandering and my outcast state. The wormwood and the gall. I mean, he's really down. He's, he's, he's got it bad. He says, my soul has them, his mind, will, and emotions, has them continually in my remembrance. That's what he's thinking on. That's what he's dwelling on. He says, it's bowed down within me. It says it's continually in his remembrance. But then all of a sudden he has a shift and he changes and he says, but this I recall, this I recall, and therefore I have hope and expectation. And it's because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed because his tender compassions fell not. Do you see what he's doing? He's stirring his soul up. He's stirring his spirit man up. He went from being downcast and it's all he could think about was the hard, the bad times. But he says, but this I recall. Then he goes on to say that, that your compassions, they're new. Your mercies are new every morning. Great and abundant is your stability and your faithfulness. He's talking himself out of it. He says, the Lord is my portion or my share. He's my living being. Therefore, I will hope in him and I will wait expectantly for him. The Lord is good to those who wait, hopefully and expectantly. He's stirring himself up. He says to those who seek him and inquire of and for him and require him by right of necessity and on the authority of God's word. He started stirring his, his soul up, his mind, will, and emotions. He went from being downcast and talking about the misery. But then he said, but I recall. And he starts to remember all the goodness, good things that God's done. You know what I've started doing lately is even though I've been through some challenging times in the past year, I started recalling like all the good things that God has done in my life. And there's been some amazing things that God's done. So I started a gratitude journal because when you're going through hard times, it seems like that's all you want to dwell on. But you know, you get that gratitude journal out and you start recalling and you start thinking about what God's done for you and you start thanking him, praising him. If he can get you through that situation, then he can surely get you through this one. And whatever else comes, he can get you through every situation in your life. I'd encourage you, get a gratitude journal and go through that and you'll be amazed. You'll forget, you know, when you start going through things, you'll go, oh yeah, God did that for me. And it will cause a hope to rise up inside of you that you know that God will get you through anything in your life. The enemy wants you focusing on all that's wrong. But I encourage you today to focus on all that God has done and all that God will do and thank him in the process. Before you ever see the manifestation of it, thank him. Have a grateful heart. And do like Jeremiah did and stir yourself up and start recalling all that God's brought you through. But you know what? It's going to take a disciplined mind. It's going to take, you can't sit on the couch, flipping channels, watching TV and thinking, 
You know, something's got to change in my life. No, you got to get serious about this. You got to get serious. Desperate people do desperate things. And if you're wanting change in your life, then it's got to start with your thought life. And you got to discipline your thoughts to think what Christ thinks. 2 Corinthians 10.5, take captive. Let me read this to you real quick. Um, this is free at last from oppression, and it's part of our offer. Listen to what um, Dad says. He says, ask yourself right now, how badly do I want recovery in my life? How badly do I want freedom from depression and oppression? If you want it badly enough, then you get your spiritual life right. Determine right now that you're going to press into God. Devote more time to fellowship. Completely surrender your will to His. Don't sit back and watch it happen to everyone else. Get in on it. Get out of your boat of depression. Get on the water of refreshing. That is for you. That is for you, but you got to get serious about it. You have to have a plan of attack against the enemy. And I want to tell you and encourage you to get in the Word every single day, to listen to faith-building CDs every single day, and then lift your hands and thank the Father for what He's doing in your life. And hope will come, faith will be there, and you can get through anything and everything that the enemy throws at you. Watch this announcement, and we'll be right back in just a few moments.
years ago, the Lord instructed Jerry Savelle to make an impact on the kingdom of God in Africa. As a friend and partner of Jerry Savelle Ministries, you've provided vital Bible school training to over 5,000 pastors and ministry leaders over the last 10 years. The hope and truth found in God's Word is needed now more than ever. Thank you for your faithful support of our worldwide outreaches. You're making a difference. If you've ever felt lost, desperate, discouraged, inadequate, or hopeless, you can find your freedom today. In his three-CD teaching, Overcoming the Spirit of Hopelessness, Jerry Savelle teaches from the Word, showing that no matter what you're going through in your life or how hopeless it may seem, God always has a way of escape. You don't have to settle for hopelessness. In the book, Free at Last from Oppression, Jerry Savelle shares how you can remove torment, recover from pressure, regain lost hope, and restore your peace. Become intolerant with attacks and fed up with bondage. Claim your freedom from oppression. In the real and down-to-earth CD teaching, Becoming Free, Jerry Ann Savelle shares her story of hope, healing, and freedom. Hear how she put bad decisions behind her with a full reliance in Jesus. Now is your chance. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request the Overcoming Hopelessness Package, including Overcoming the Spirit of Hopelessness, Free at Last from Oppression, and Becoming Free. Learn to overcome hopelessness and start trusting God for the victory. I encourage you to go to jerrysavelle.org and check out the new website. You know, there's devotions there. There's um, all kinds of great information. You know, they've got the app and you can go and you can just spend time on there and get the word, get the word. That's the priority. Also, you can go to jerrysavelle.org and get this package that we're offering today. It's got a, a, packet, a CD series called Overcoming the Spirit of Hopelessness. My dad did this several years ago, but it is such a powerful word and can stick it in your car or while you're getting ready and, and hope comes. I mean, you can't listen to this and not have hope arise inside of you. So I encourage you, that's three CDs. And then the book, Free at Last from Oppression, such a good book. It's got confessions and prayers in there and full of scripture and you can just read that and hope will come. And then I did a, a message called Becoming Free and it's from Matthew 11 where Jesus says to come to him that his uh, yoke is easy, his burden is light, and you can just get free of the junk, take off the mask, get free, all that stuff that you've been battling with. It's time to get free from it once and for all. If you're interested in my ministry, you can go to jerryann.org and um, I'd love to uh, come to your church if you're interested or I do blog and devotion there. So just go check that out. So I want to encourage you to come back next um, week and we're going to finish on this series, Overcoming Hopelessness. I trust that it's been a blessing to you today and that you will stir yourself up. I want to leave you with this scripture. It says, uh, 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, Give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. So I want to encourage you to just take your worries, take your cares, and give them to God today. And the God of hope will show up in any and every circumstance. Remember, what you're going through is temporary. It's temporary. You will get through this, but stay in faith, hope will arise, and the God of the breakthrough will show up in your life. Remember that your faith can overcome the world, and I'll see you again next week. Have a great day. Next week, 
what's coming out of your mouth will indicate where your faith level is. If you're talking the problem, talking the circumstances, then we know that we got to get your faith level back up, that you're speaking the word, you're quoting the word, and that you have hope that you're gonna get through this situation.